Welcome to another episode of Brand New Podcast. I'm here with my friend, Patty Hildago Menders of the LCRWC. Patty, what does that stand for for our viewers and listeners? I'm president of the Loudoun County Republican Women's Club. Excellent. And you guys have been doing excellent work. Loudoun's in the, all the controversies happening in Loudoun. I know. I know. And I'm trying to keep it drama free, but let uh, our members know that they have every constitutional right to voice their opinion and we should not be a harassed or intimidated for that. So our club is, um, we've grown to be the largest in the state of Virginia. We've received two national uh, awards because of our growth. And I was asked to be on the National Federation of Republican Women Board of Directors on the diversity committee. Wow. So I, um, I'm just passionate about letting people understand what's happening here in Virginia politics. So what, what made you a Republican? Like detailing your political journey, what, what got you involved? Because I'm sure there was pressure to join the other side. Well, in college there might've been, uh, but to be honest, my parents escaped from Cuba in 1961. So growing up, we were taught of the importance of America, the amazing opportunities that we have here, how we have every right to pursue life, liberty. They're, they're very faith-filled. We were Catholic, so our faith was very important to us, our freedoms here in the U.S. My parents had those freedoms taken away. And growing up, they taught me to education is your way ahead. Get, get as good grades as you can, work hard. It's your work ethic. It's not the color of your skin. Um, I am Hispanic, but I've never viewed myself as any type of victim or anything because of my minority. I've always viewed myself as just a hardworking person. Um, I'll be honest, I went through a very rough divorce and I I can see how people can go into that victimhood because of all of our hard life experiences, but I just kept pushing through and sure. my faith and my family kept me focused on my conservative values. Absolutely. And you know, my, my grandmother is the most Republican of all of us and she's from Sicily. So she was an immigrant. She came here. She knows how to work hard. It's, it's that immigrant work ethic that has contributed to so many amazing things. <laughs> In, in, right. in our country and in our party, because why I wanted to have you on here, we've been highlighting important women um, across Virginia, movers and shakers for Women's, uh, women's Month, Women's what? History Month. And I also wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to point out two things. Right now, you are, you are Hispanic and you are a suburban mom. And those are the two groups that the Democrats love to say Republicans are losing. But in 2020... It's actually proven that, no, the Hispanic vote is trending towards the right. And right. the suburban vote, while it might have slipped potentially in 2018, in 2020, it's coming back towards the Republican way. So how can you speak to that, knowing all about your political journey? How can the Republicans invite more voters like you into the party? Well, it's interesting being part of that National Diversity Committee. One of my initiatives is to reach out to people that might be different, that you wouldn't consider to be a Republican. We formed a um, diversity outreach committee 
in my club. And we had our first event with the Hispanic church here in Loudoun County. We did a food drive. We showed them that we care. And I think that's what that every race needs to understand is that ultimately people do care and that we have more values in common with them than they think. You know that saying that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting mm -hmm. different results? Well, if you keep voting Democrat, you're not going to have the results that you want for your family, for your community, for your business. And the only way you can do that is to you know, find what you have in common with Republicans, pro-business, pro-family, uh, um, low taxes. You know, we, we want you to keep your money. Um, so I've been making a concentrated effort to reach out to all different types of people. Um, and while I think, I think that's a great contrast because it shows that the Republicans, um, low taxes, supporting business, the you know, um, the pursuing your own personal happiness, um, getting it, getting a great quality education. These are values that apply to all of our groups, no matter what you are on whatever spectrum. And I think what, what winds up happening is because identity politics, I'm from the Northeast, you're from the Northeast. There's nothing wrong with being pride of your ethnicity or your heritage. There's just nothing wrong with that. I grew up Italian and Irish, very proud group. Um, but I think what the Democrats do is they say, well, there's a separate agenda for each single group. And then they exploit identity, rather bring together the identities. It's more about tribalism than about actually moving the ball forward together. And I think that's kind of the double-edged sword where the Democrats say, we want you to embrace your own identity and ethnicity. And while that's great, it shouldn't be boiled down that shouldn't be who you are it shouldn't be boiled down to just that and they should have ideas that speak to everybody it shouldn't be hyper segregated well you're absolutely right we are americans we are a country founded on immigrants we are a country of a melting pot of all different types of people and i've never seen this divisive behavior of segregating us all by race i've never looked at skin color more than i have since the democrats keep pushing this narrative and i wish we could base people's on uh who they are on their values, on their work ethic, on their character and on their merit instead of their skin color. So I, I oppose what the Democrats are doing. I, I welcome everyone. I have a, a pretty famous cousin. Yes. Or uh, at least in political circles. Tell our yes. audience who your cousin is. So my cousin is Congressman Alex Mooney from West Virginia. And, and, he, and he's the first Hispanic man ever elected in West Virginia. Yes, from West Virginia, yes. And he's one of four kids. His mom and his mother's two sisters married my dad's brother and cousin. So we're, we grew up together, a big uh, group of Cubans. Um, I remember I have very vivid memories of us as little kids together, but the mayor of Miami is also a cousin by marriage. Um, so I think politics is in our blood only because we're so passionate about the, tr the journey that our family took to come to this country. And we are so grateful for the opportunities given to us. You know, the saying you give someone a fish, they're going to be 
stuck with you forever. But if you give them a fishing pole, they can learn to, to create their own life and, and, and independence. And we teach our children that too. My husband and I, we have six sons between us. And I'm so proud of the young men that they're becoming to be independent and, and yet understand the opportunities here in the U.S. And I think more than anybody, the Cubans know exactly what far left policies do. Because if you looked at the surface, Castro promised actually on the surface, it seemed like it would be all good things. He promised education. He promised health care for all. He promised equitable outcomes. He promised all these things. It led to genocide. It led to bloodshed. It led to economic disparity. It led to so much pain in Cuba. He could have been an entirely different leader, but he embraced those far left policies. And that's where it led the people. So while people might say, you know, oh, you're hyperbolic or you're just spouting Fox News talking points. No, Cubans see where this leads, because it may be someone you know, uh, who spouts these policies but doesn't have uh, maybe the menace behind it like uh, like a Bernie or an AOC, but eventually it leads back to Castro. This is a slippery slope, and I see it happening in our country, this socialism mentality that they want to give us free education and they want to take care of us and the government's here to help you. No, the government is a temporary solution. We want people to be strong and capable to take care of their families. We don't want them to stay on welfare. We don't want them to be given Uh, You know, there's so many policies that are temporary to help you through a hardship, but it's not meant to make you be so dependent on our government. That is when you're on the ground taking a hand, you're supposed to lift up and let go of that person's hand. And that's exactly the role government should play. It's a hand up and then no, you're, you're good to go. You're off running. At least that's how it should be. So Mike, All Republican women have a story. We all, you know, we were told by Hillary that we only vote because our husbands tell us to vote this way. No, we are strong, capable, suburban women. We understand what's going on. Most of the women, Republican friends I know are all working women. We're all juggling family life and work and community activities. And I... I embrace any woman that wants to ask me questions about why I'm Republican and why I have my conservative values, because I know for a fact that they will have more in common Mm -hmm. with our values than they think. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm so glad that you are reaching out to women all across suburbia, because I think it's such a vital um, part, especially going forward. I mean, the predominant electorate is women. Women will power Republicans back to the majority. Um, And without groups like LCRWC, we can't get there. So a couple differences with our club is that we've embraced technology to reach out to other women. Yes. Um, 
we have a great website that is is being revamped right now and it should be launching again soon but it's just so easily to access. Then we have an online membership form because we know with COVID, we can't get to see no. each other. It's just a quick access. Um, it's, it's um, we, we do hold small events. We do little happy hours. When COVID wasn't around, we would hold meetings at wineries. We're big on supporting local businesses. So we hold them at those businesses, but our club grew 636% from the year prior. And it's because you just have to ask people to get involved. And our two words for our club is confidence and passion. And my job as president is to educate and make sure that we get really great speakers, that we understand all the policies that are happening. My issues chair works very closely with me so that we understand what's happening in DC, that we understand what's happening in Richmond. So it's a very knowledgeable voter that we are creating. Um, it also gives them confidence. I've got women that have never done door knocking before wow. and they did it and they're, you know, great at it. I've had women with postcard writing. I've had women do letters to the editor. I've had women uh, go attend school board meetings and have the courage to go to a board of supervisors meeting. So it really is embracing the normal woman and encouraging her to do something about what's happening in her communities. Absolutely. And that's, that is so, that's so vital. Um, I wanted to ask you about the fact that <laughs> you have a hashtag Republicans who get shit done. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess because a lot of the time, especially in Virginia, you always see there's headlines of just Republican infighting. That goes on all the time, whether it's at the congressional level, state delegate level, state senate level, just all these levels, mayoral level, always nitpicking the rhinos versus the this, the never Trumpers versus the Trumpers. And you just say Republicans get shit done. So how do you with the LCRWC and some other people that maybe you've recruited, maybe you've talked to, how do you just kind of drive the ball up the middle and ignore all that noise? It's interesting. So as president, I keep my blinders on. My focus is drive membership, drive fundraising, because if you have those two elements, you can get shit done. Yeah. And we created a, a, an amazing executive board and I hand picked these women and really encourage them to take ownership of each of their committees. And I'm not a controlling leader. I am more like delegate. That sounds awesome. Go for it. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a schedule in my head. Every Monday, I send a president's email. We have a newsletter that goes out once a month. So there's certain kind of running the club like a business. Sure. And, and the sense of urgency to encourage women to understand what we're up to and why we'd like them to be a part of it uh, is so important because like we talked about earlier, we've got to reach other women. Mm -hmm. We've got to reach women that are different than us, women that have never done this before, give them the courage and getting shit done is part of my internal mantra, it could be the Cuban way. I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, we can't just talk about it. We have to be about it. That's what I've always thought has separated Republicans from Democrats. However, um, there's a lot of infighting, I think, that divides us. And what we have to realize is 
while we are squabbling about what's conservative enough or Republican enough, the Democrats from the conservative Democrats and liberal Democrats just they want to just get elected and get that power and then go from there. And we have to maybe take. I don't want to say take a page out of their book, but we have to realize that they aren't messing around. They kind of treat everything like a military operation. They have their ground troops. They they do massive. Um, everything is online from social media. Everything is online. So they have a really big presence and we have to realize that. Yeah, I think that's what makes our club more unique. And the growth that we had is we're not fearful of reaching out to others. We're not yeah. fearful of, you know, I've I've learned that we're not going to agree on everything. All these different yeah. Republican organizations. So if we can agree on at least, say, 75, mm-hmm. five, we're part of a big Republican umbrella. We're, we have to support each other. I'm, I'm a drama-free person. If there's drama, I really do kind of get away from it. Um, I push back when I see Republicans turning on each other. I, I communicate with lots of different Republican organizations. Tomorrow morning, I'm meeting with the new president of the Loudoun Young Republicans. Wow. Um, you know, uh, another goal, I, I'm meeting with a woman that wants to help us uh, with, with different committees. So. I'm open to ideas. I'm open to, um, I think it's, it could be a lot about control, Mike, and sure. why there's so much infighting. I'm not about control. Well, if you keep the about- tent small, you control it all. That's right. But, you know, Ronald Reagan said we, we need to be a big tent party. And especially in Northern Virginia, we can't afford to alienate anybody. No. Because in Loudoun and where I live in Manassas, a lot of maybe more moderate Republicans, suburbanites, went to the Democrats and we have to get those people back. And one way to get these people back, uh, that's another focus of mine, to reach these moderates and independents and soft Dems, we've got to talk to them about education. Mm-hmm. What's happening here in our schools and, and every mama is a mama bear when it comes to yeah. her children. And you and I have talked about this before. Uh, we just want our children to have a good school education. And I'll be honest with them having our schools closed for over a year, it has caused a lot of Democrats to say, maybe this isn't such a great idea. Um, Maybe I I, I mean, even President Biden said he wanted to open up the schools, but I think, you know, he did get a little bit of pushback from there's people in his party that want to make this a political football and keep them closed. But now the CDC said, if kids, can maintain three feet apart, which is literally the length of separation of a desk, we could be fully back. So good thing Loudon is uh, going to be open up uh, four days a week um, now. Only for hybrid, only for hybrid selection. But I think in April, they said, we got, we got an email. April April 20th. 20th. It's just for the parents that selected hybrid for their children. There is a select few that if you selected distance, you, mm-hmm. if there's room, you can go to hybrid. Yeah. Right now, as of April 20th, it'll be Tuesday through Friday back in school. Well, let's hope, I mean, let's hope to get our kids back in school, but I hope they don't have to take the SOL because I, none of that makes sense to be at home with all those distractions and then have them take a test. It doesn't make sense. Let's, uh, Patty, let's, we always end an interview with kind of like a fun question. What is one thing, if you have the time, 
that you are reading and that you are uh, watching? What am I reading? Well, I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> I'm in sales. So we have a new book called Fanatical Prospecting. Okay. This is kind of my mantra. I can talk to anyone about our Republican views. Yeah. And this has taught me to get out of my comfort zone and reach out to others. So fanatically talking to others and encouraging them to join the club. Wow. What was your other question? What are you watching? If you're binge watching anything. Oh, my husband and I, we have a date night on the couch to watch Outlander. You know, my mom, my mom's the biggest fan of that show. You guys would get along great. She's in deep with that show, obsessed with it. It's a long program. We're only in season two and uh, it's pretty, the character development is pretty good. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you're a fan. I'll have to tell my mom. Um, and for anybody that is listening um, that wants to join the LC, um, RWC, a lot of letters, yeah, I know. Um, where, where should they go? So go to our website, loudonrepublicanwomen.org, uh, also loudongopwomen.org. We own both. Um, but go on the website, check out who we are. Um, our next uh, event is a happy hour next Thursday at the Bungalow Ale House in Ashburn. And then we're planning to have our um, invite uh, statewide candidates to come meet us. Um, I'm all for getting them to help us understand who they are so that we can support them. So I hope to see everyone March 25th. Absolutely. All right, Patty, thank you so much for 